Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Craig Rowley, Vice President of Marketing at REI. Before REI, Craig spent 25 years on the agency side of the business, and we're going to talk about that transition from agency to client side, as well as some notable campaigns that you've all heard of, which was Opt Outside, their two-year now program around Black Friday, as well as a new program that they've got around Forces of Nature. We also have time to talk about purpose-driven brand building, and what does it mean to build a purpose-driven brand? What tips or techniques or things should we be thinking about if we're interested in doing the same? Well, Craig, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. So I thought it'd be a great place to start if you could tell us about your background and how you ended up as the head of marketing at REI. Yeah, well, I had a different road to REI where I was mostly agency most of my career. um, And I worked on a a variety of brands from Harley Davidson, Porsche, Mountain Hardware. Um, I think I kind of have an enthusiast bent to the kind of brands that I worked on, but I also did my time on brands like packaged goods like Kraft, Colgate Palmolive, did a lot of automotive, uh, Toyota, um, even did John Deere. So a lot of heavy machinery, machines involved. Um, 
And I love the variety of it and the creative challenge. I always pride myself of working at agencies that really cared about creative and forming an emotional connection with their, their customers. Um, but with the job at REI came up um, about four years ago, it was kind of too hard to pass up. I, you know, I'm a long time fan of the brand. Um, and I did all the things that they sell, you know, from winter sports to I'm a triathlete for many years. Um, and the first time I came to REI, actually, I was going to climb Mount Rainier out here and try to summit. Um, and I went to all the classes and basically REI helped me um, get up that hill. Um, so I followed REI for a long time. And at the, at the time, you know, four years ago, the marketing that they were doing was very transactional, um, very kind of classic retail. There was no depth to the, to the brand, um, really the authenticity and all the great stuff that people know and love about REI really wasn't coming through. So, um, you know, I just couldn't pass up that opportunity to try to try to take a brand that felt like it was underserved and try to take it to the next level. Yeah, REI is a great brand and we're going to spend a little bit more time about how you're, how you're building that. But before we go there, I wanted to ask you about that shift from agency to client side. Um, you'd spent a long time on the agency side. What's that, what's that been trans that transition been like over the last four years? It's, it's actually been great. I mean, I, I guess I had a few misgivings as I, as I made the shift because I really did love being an agency so much. Um, but I think a lot of it's in part to the culture we've built at REI. Um, we've really built up kind of a big internal team. And some of the teams here, I think, are kind of best in class. Our social media team, I put up against any uh, one that I've worked with. Creative, digital, relationship marketing. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of an agency within a, within a client culture. Um, and I think we're doing best in class work and it's a combination though. We still work with agencies selectively. Um, so I kind of get that fix of working with the agency people and working on big creative ideas. Um, but you know, I feel like the culture stays really vibrant because, you know, we've just built up a great talent pool with, from within. I think one big change is that, you know, you have a little more control over, over what happens out of some of the ideas you come up with on agency side. A lot of times you're putting forward recommendations and you're not sure if they're really buying into them or do they have the courage to go big. Um, so you have that control on the client side um, and that's different. Although the downside is you have to live with a big, if you take a big risk, you're kind of living with it more, you know, and you own it. The only last thing I'd say is that it's, uh, I thought it was going to be a little less work than agency life, but it's not like that at all. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's actually the same amount of work, if not more. Um, and uh, in agency life, you kind of, you thought, you know, the part of what you were working on with the client was the biggest thing. And, and when you move on to the client side, there's so many other things that you're dealing with. So <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. It's just as much work. It's just as much work. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm curious, you know, given your that client agency, you know, combo background, how how do you think brands should be built today? Well, we think a lot about that at REI, and I, I can't speak for that many other brands. I mean, there probably are different roads, but my point of view is brands that are doing really well right now are ones that are more, you know, purpose driven. That they are living to their values. And that's a big part of what they're putting out in their marketing communications. So, 
In REI's case, our core brand proposition is a life outdoors is a life well lived. We think that if you live an out a life that you're is framed in being outdoors as much as possible, you're going to have a, that much more rich and fulfilling of a life. And that's our purpose. We want more people to do that. And it's not just about selling stuff. It's about trying to get people outside and have that experience. And so I think brands that are successful at tapping into, you know, whatever the values of their company are and, and, and some higher purpose that they stand for, they're going to, it, it's very hard to challenge that as a customer. You know, so, so many customers are turned off by like empty sales pitches or things that just seem kind of put on. And with REI, we have a special kind of relationship with our customers because we're a co-op. So we're member driven. Over 70% of our profits go back to our members or employees of the communities we serve. So we're sort of a different kind of company. And that brings a unique purpose to what we do. Um, but I really feel any company that, you know, just really taps into what, what people are passionate about their brand and is there a higher purpose that they stand for, especially millennials or younger people really care about the values of a company, what they stand for. Are they good corporate citizens? They, do they treat their employees well? I think all that stuff matters more and more. And I think the reason why it works, by the way, is that if you take our mission, a life outdoors is a life well lived, a lot of times you're standing up for the things that are staying in the way of that and the, 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 the things that are opposed to that purpose, um, like our Opt Outside initiative is very much like that. And there's a tension in that. You're, you're kind of forcing people to kind of make a choice or choose a side. And when you do that sort of thing, I think that gets you noticed and, um, and kind of burns you into people's soul a little bit more deeply than, you know, other approaches that uh, marketers might take to build their brand. So what, you know, are there tips or, or techniques or, you know, I guess, or recommendations that you have for maybe others that are listening, you know, in terms of how to tap into that purpose-built branding? Um, yeah, I think there's a couple things. One of the things that first comes to mind, and it's not just at REI, but I started to do this at many brands that I worked on, even on the agency side, is that um, when you're living to your purpose, a lot of it's about taking action. As I said, a lot of customers tune out empty sales pitches, but if you're taking a stand and doing something about it, like taking concrete action um, for something you believe in, it makes it more real and makes it more authentic. And it's hard for people to just say, yeah, you know, you're just espousing this, you know, or attaching yourself to this great cause. And you don't really, there's nothing in your company that makes you authentic in doing that. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. A good example is we've recently weighed into the public lands discussion of the review of the national monuments by the by the administration, and it's something we feel passionate about. Um, these public lands are kind of a national jewel, and is a, and is a big part of our purpose as a company is to try to protect and preserve outdoor places for people. Um, but we just didn't say that we, um, you know, our CEO and COO were in Washington a couple of weeks ago talking to the Secretary of Indi the interior, and we put out social posts, and we put out to our community to um, to, to join the cause. Um, so you really have to kind of take a stand and 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 take an action. Uh, a lot of times, that's much more successful. The other thing I'd say is uh, you have to give clear ways. If you're taking a stand, give clear ways for people to participate. So an opt outside that for us that was hey. Stay out of the malls on Black Friday and go outside. 
um, right. or for this regional nas- national monuments thing, it was, you know, we had an actual link in there. They're right now in discussion, taking commentary on these review and national monuments. We gave a link in there so people could put their comments right in and directly port them to the Department of the Interior. So a lot of times it's take action, show you, you you've got skin in the game, give people a chance to come along with you and participate. And, you know, the only other thing I'd say about it is that you need to be ready for the detractors. There's always going to be people with an opposite point of view. And you have to almost be open to that and be ready to, for people to totally disagree. Um, and I think you find a lot that, you know, especially in places like social media, you'll have the other side come in and the community will start the dialogue and self-correct. But it's not for the faint of heart. A lot of companies kind of don't want to go there or it just feels too risky. Right. But if you really believe in what you stand for as a company, I think that you'll get a lot of people that'll respect you for sticking up for what you believe in. Well, let's talk about opt outside. You mentioned it. You're two years into that kind of unconventional approach of telling people, hey, stop shopping and go enjoy the outdoors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't want them to sh- stop shopping entirely. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, right. So, I mean, that the courage to do something like that. I mean, how did how did that come about, and you know, what's been the results for you guys? Well, I it started with just kind of um, you know the normal kind of brainstorm you do. Um, We had a challenge to try to 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 do holiday a different way. We're not the biggest player there. We're outspend ten to one, fifteen to one sometimes by our our competitors. So we had this offsite and we were thinking, we have it everyone bring, like, what's the most compelling thing you've seen around the holidays? We got talking and somebody said, you know, we could never do it, but, you know, what if we closed on Black Friday? And the conversation kind of kept going, but we kept coming back to that idea. And at the core of it, was it started with an employee thing, which is, it's such a, a bummer for our employees, our store managers to have to have their turkey dinner on Thanksgiving night and then go to bed early because they have to open up their store and throw themselves into this, you know, commercial, you know, crazy moment around Black Friday. And we just thought, you know, if it, if nothing else, this will be a good thing for our employees, our 12,000 employees to just get out and enjoy a day and live to our purpose, which is being outside. The whole idea of Black Friday just felt like overblown kind of really not living up to what it should be around the holidays, which is being by your friends and family and enjoying your life. So it just kind of built from there. We had lots of conversations about it. It had to go, you know, through multiple levels. Um, But I feel all the way up to the board, everybody just got how big this idea was and how, how true it was to what REI stood for. And, uh, you know, I think it spoke directly to a lot of people, uh, unlike anything I've worked on in my past. Um, you know, you had people coming in. I remember I took an Uber that next day and the Uber driver was like, found out I was at REI. I was like, I can't believe you did that thing. That's so cool. And I still get that. Um, right. And I think the reason it's so deep is it forces a choice. It got people, it hit at a cultural moment when it made a point to people like, yeah, this is kind of crazy that people are storming the doors at the malls. Um, and we just put the outdoors as that counterpoint to it. So, you know, it, it kind of worked. I've been hearing from a lot of people this notion of ideas that, like you said, started with an employee or, or how we treat and think about our employees in this matter. I mean, in your case, it turned into, I'm sure, 12,000 brand advocates immediately. <laughs> yes. 
Well, oh, we boy. announced it at an offsite we were at, and we had to, it was actually hard because we wanted to keep it sort of private. But we have a leadership conference where all our managers were there, and this was a couple months before we launched it. And we're like, you got to keep this quiet. Um, but we announced it, and there were people that were literally tearing up. You know, managers that have been there 15 years that were like, this is this is why I come to REI. This is why I work here. You know, and, and the response has been unbelievable. We had billions and billions of earned media impressions. Um, I compare it to the old days when I was doing Super Bowl commercials, and we'd have to spend tens of millions of dollars just to get a fraction of the earned media that we got out of doing this one thing. So we've been really pleased with it. That's great. So now your newest effort is called Forces of Nature, um, mm-hmm. and, and you're kind of trying to level the playing field, if you will, on... Uh, all kinds of fronts, but gender, I think, is the one that's um, yeah. kind of top of mind. So t- tell us about that effort for those that haven't haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's, it's an expansive public effort, and um, it's about basically creating more opportunities for women to take part in a life outdoors, which is, again, speaking to our values. And I think like the other efforts, we had to make sure we were really authentic about this. So one of the first steps was just, our, do we have our house in order for this issue? We actually have a long a history of women's leadership at the co-op. Sally Jewell, our CEO before Jerry, who became Secretary of the Interior under Obama, her and a bunch of strong women have been big, uh, have been senior leaders at our, our company for a long time. We've launched a lot of initiatives around supporting women leadership in, out, in the outdoors, um, in outdoor companies. And uh, so it had to start with some authentic place that we were in. Um, but we looked outside and we looked at all the imagery in the outdoors and how women are portrayed in the outdoors and the storytelling around the outdoors. It was very male dominated. Um, and then we even did a survey about. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. How women feel about their role in the outdoors and whether they were encouraged to go out in the outdoors when they were little, you know, these really emotional things coming out of this of people that felt like they were told to wear dresses or they were told to um, you not get dirty, not, not, not be that person that kind of got outside and got, and, and we even, as part of the campaign, we had a direct mail piece that had all these statements written and then crossed out, you know, you should smile more or you should not get dirty. And uh, for a direct mail piece, that direct mail piece got, people took pictures of it and they were sharing it out all over <laughs> on social channels. And that's not normally how people <laughs> respond to a direct mail direct piece. Mail, right? It usually goes right. in the trash. Um, right. 
So, um, but we had a, it was a whole effort. We talked about a year ago, we started talking to outside magazine again, um, uh, part of that industry that's, that really portrays a lot of men. It's very male dominated. And we partnered with them to have a all women's issue that just launched in April and featured really strong, great women. It led to there's podcasts, there's a whole content series that came out of that. And then another thing I talked about, you have to be ready to take action. We um, introduced and sponsored over a thousand classes for women outdoors that we kicked off in May as a part of this. A lot of them free, a lot of them for women to just get out and experience the outdoors in ways that they hadn't before. So again, you know, we set our sights low for this, just like opt outside. We were like, hey, we, we think we'll make a statement about this. It seems pretty, it seems right. And we've been blown away. It's it's one of our highest performing social campaigns we've ever done. It really struck a chord and the kind of conversations you get going, you know, very peer-to-peer between women and talking about how they feel about the outdoors and sort of loving the fact that people are kind of listening to them. Even specific things like we knew going into this, we had um, there were issues with having enough, like our, our sizing or the, the clothing that we make and the gear that we make. Is it is it tailored to women enough? And we got a lot of great feedback from the campaign of things that they wanted, more extended sizes or don't make, you know, and we already knew this, but don't make everything, they call it shrink and pink for women, you know, don't make <laughs> everything just tailored to women. We want the, the kind of serious gear that uh, is is that that is geared for men as well. So it, it created that twee dialogue that was really great. We talk about taking action. I mean, a thousand events for women. You can't get much more action oriented than that. Yeah. You know how experiences like like classes for a retailer. I mean, is that one of the critical roles in building your brand today? And and I mean, with so much peril in the retail industry. I'm wondering if if maybe that's a way to way to stay relevant, stay alive. Yeah, it for sure is. If you think about, there's lots of books written about the experience economy, or even if you just look at the customer spend um, over the last year or so, people are moving away from buying stuff to buying experiences, whether they're going to a restaurant or they're traveling, etc. And actually, REI has been in the business of providing experiences for a long time. It's kind of something we haven't marketed as overtly as we are going to and have started to. Um, On any given week, there are hundreds of classes and outings uh, going on with our our professionals, our outdoor program people that are out. And it's anything from, you know, learning to kayak, um, a two or three day through hike to an adult learning how to ride a bike for the first time. So it's a huge variety, and I think we're 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 trying to build that and and expand that effort, and actually put it at a more central place in how we're going to market. So when we launched our big flagship in Washington D.C. last year, instead of a traditional marketing approach, we just scheduled a summer long of outings and activities and promoted those, and a lot of them were free. Um, one weekend where we claimed it free weekend for all of the D.C. market, it was time just as uh, the Congress was getting out of their session in the summer. And um, we got over 40,000 people in just in one weekend to come out with us and be a part of an outdoor experience. So it just made the whole effort to launch our store that much more grassroots, that much more community based. So it's it's I think in the future, it's going to be about 
surrounding our customers with all these great experiences. We have a travel company called Adventures. They mm -hmm. sponsor these incredible trips around the world. Um, we actually own some app companies um, that are trail finding and uh, wayfinding apps for trails. Um, there's one for mountain bike. There's one for mountain climbers. There's one that we just launched last year for national parks. Um, and they become almost mini communities where there's people are sharing what trails they went on, pictures of what they did, et cetera. So we hope to build a whole ecosystem around our customer that's about, we're going to help you get outside no matter what it is. If you need the gear, fine. If you need some advice of where to go, fine. If you want us to go along with you and, and introduce you to that experience, we'll do that as well. Well, I can I can uh, advocate for those events. I, I didn't realize you had so many, but my nine-year-old daughter a few years ago couldn't teach her how to ride a bike to save my life. <laughs> just one, that can be very one, emotional. Yes. 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 And it's just one of those things, you know, some kids, I think, just don't want to be taught by their parents. Yep. And uh, heard about the REI bike riding class. And, you know, within, I think it was an hour and a half or two hours, she was riding a bike. Yeah. And 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 loving it and yeah. uh, still loves it to this day so thank you <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's awesome love to hear that <laughs> well um I, you know one of the things i like to do when i when i'm talking to folks like yourself is to kind of step back and and learn a little bit more about the individual the person behind behind all these great efforts um you know and it's a little bit of a deep question but i think mm -hmm. it sparks an interesting conversation yeah which is you know what moment <laughs> What moment in your life do you think defines who you became today or who yeah. you are today? It's, I thought, you know, when I think about that question, um, especially if my wife's listening, I mean, I have to say getting married and the birth of my children would be up there. Right. Um, but people probably don't want to hear that. But if she's listening, <laughs> I want to make sure that, I, that those were the defining <laughs> moments. Um, as far now. as career-wise, uh, I'd say... The thing I think about is my first job ever, I was a sales rep for Procter & Gamble, driving around in a station wagon, um, <laughs> convincing people um, to put up you know, Pringles displays. Um, a lot of times your sales pitch happened over a butcher counter. Um, this was in central Ohio. And it was a great experience. P&G is a great company. Um, but as I did that, I just realized this job is not for me. I... I I really needed to do something where I got behind what the brand stood for and conceptualize why that product would matter to people versus just selling it, you know, and pushing more, you know, without thinking through or, or being responsible for what that brand stood for and what it would mean to a customer. So I think that just set me on a path to love the idea of building brands, figuring out how they could become more relevant to more people. Um, and I never forget those days at retail because they matter so much. It comes down to that ultimate choice that you're driving of somebody to put something in their cart or not. So it, so that all of it matters from what you do in marketing all the way to what happens in a retail store. But I think from those times, I think sometimes you have to do the thing you don't like to figure out what you do like. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that kind of unleashed in me this idea that I was so hungry for the, the power of building brands and kind of managing that entire ecosystem of all the touch points that drive that final choice uh, to put something in your cart at retail. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I mean that I call that the frontline hand to hand combat making the yeah. sale. <laughs> yeah. I put up a lot of Pringles displays, uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of them. 
it's funny. It's funny. Um, well, so what motivates you, you know, to get up every day, go back into the office and, and do this job? This head of yeah, I just, I love what I do. I love coming to work. And, you know, we talk about purpose driven brands and I think any brand can have a purpose that is, is meaningful and matters. And, um, in my particular case, I just feel so fortunate to come into a, a company that, for the most part, most people that are part of our company are about this broader purpose of getting folks outside. And, um, you know, another another thing about the outdoors is that the future isn't really certain for the outdoors or our planet. I mean, a lot of I mean, I truly believe that I know a lot of people believe that. And, you know, as a marketer, you don't feel like you're having that direct of an impact on on that a lot of times or any societal issue. Um, and I just like that in some small way, when I'm coming to work each day, you're, you're about doing an inherently positive thing for the broader world, um, getting more people outdoors, getting more people to care about the natural spaces that are out there. Um, and if you get more people to think that way, I think there's going to be more people that are going to want to protect it as well. Right. All right. Well said. So I've found that most marketers are kind of students of the function. You know, we're constantly observing the stuff that's around us every day. You know, are there any brands or companies or, or maybe even causes that you think others should be taking notice of or that you follow? Yeah. Um, you know, there's some ones in our category like Patagonia. I respect everything they do. I think Tom's is another great brand. When you talk about purpose-driven brands, there's a purity and authenticity to what they do, and they've really been disciplined and stuck to what's what what they've stood for, and and, and I think they matter to a lot of people. Um, right here in town, I'd say Starbucks does a great job. Um, they're doing a lot to stand up, especially we mentioned employees early, earlier. Um, they're making great choices about how they provide health or ec- educational benefits to their employees, and they're really true to that. Um, which really makes me respect them as a company. Um, I think jumping over to another brand that's 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 doing great things is Airbnb. Um, they're fundamentally shifting an industry um, and changing the dynamics of how people go travel and how they experience um, uh, st- staying in another place um, away from their home. And you know, I just think that brand's really interesting. Um, but in far- terms of causes or, you know, there's brands I follow and then there's causes that the thing I'd say about pe- the causes I notice is there's thousands of organizations around the country that REI supports through grants. And mm-hmm. those are the places that, you know, just really inspire me. There's people out there, like recently we did a leadership conference in Bend, Oregon, which is in central Oregon. And we helped for an afternoon, that was about 150 of us help build trails to connect up different mountain bike trails that weren't connected all around Bend, Oregon. And in that one afternoon, we did three years of work for what it would have taken that organization, just a bunch of mountain bike geeks that just loved a mountain bike that we helped them connect all these trails. Like those are the kinds of things that just, you know, in terms of things that motivate me and inspire me, um, organizations that, that, uh, I think are doing great work. Those are the things I think that, uh, you know, that really inspire me. And I think people should take notice of. Great. Well, last question, you might have to get your crystal ball out, but, um, what do you, what do you think the future of marketing holds? Um, you know, I, I, when I think of 
where things are going. So much is going to happen on your mobile device increasingly. I think about where certain parts of the world where they've kind of skipped the desktop and they've just all been about their mobile devices, China especially, and the innovation going on over there with with apps like WeChat. Um, and there are these connected community platforms. Um, and if, if brands aren't figuring out and aren't trying to be savvy about how their brand's going to show up in this connected, these are like online, on-the-go, connected communities where chatbots are going to be a thing, social shopping is going to be a thing. This sort of mobile-first mindset and how do I live in all these mobile moments during um, somebody's uh, interaction with brands, that's how brand choice is going to happen. Is It's a lot of times going to become, you know, I'm chatting with my friend and they say, hey, how, I experienced this service or this product. So I think that's a big part of it. And then I think the future also is a lot of stuff we talked about today, which is to really create customer loyalty, you know, I think you have to kind of share values with your customers. I think that's what makes things sticky. The great brands like Apple, or I worked on Harley Davidson for many years, great brands like that know that they have to stand up for the things that their, their customers believe in. And, um, at REI, that's what we just, we try to focus on is how do we serve our customers needs and stand up for the things that they really care about and provide all the right services, products, et cetera, that they need um, to live up for this love of the outdoors they have and, and REI to be a, a part of making that happen for them. So, um, you know, if that, that's kind of my crystal ball. It's probably not that uh, complicated or, you know, visionary, um, but those are the kinds of things I think about when I think about how brands will win in the future. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, it was great. Um, my pleasure. Marketing Today is brought to you by Atomic. Atomic focuses on unleashing the growth potential for clients we serve. Atomic is a strategic consultancy specializing in business, marketing, brand, and innovation. Our singular goal is to help you accelerate your efforts with the right mix of expertise, analysis, and creativity. Check us out at atomic.com, A-T-O-M-C-K.com. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with project management by Sarah Williams, audio production by Aaron Campbell, writing and editing by Kevin Greeley, social media support by Megan Woods, art and graphic design by Sarah Dell. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. We love to hear from listeners at info at atomic, A-T-O-M-C-K dot com. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.